It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday, July 1st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians swept in a doubleheader, a long doubleheader that included a two-hour rain delay. Uh, yesterday at Progressive Field, the Tigers come away after sort of beating up on the Indians' bullpen. Uh, a 9-4 win, a 7-1 win. And really, the Indians did not play well in either game. No, they sh- they sure didn't, Joe. And uh, you know that I think you know fans may take you know when the Tigers are in town or when the Indians go up to a Comerica Park, it's it's an automatic uh, series victory, maybe a sweep. But uh, uh, the tables were reversed uh, last night, and uh, the Indians had finished both games with just eight hits. They were out hit. I think uh, what Jesus. Uh, uh, the Tigers out hit them, uh, I think, 24 to, to uh, 8. They outscored them 16 to 5. And like you said, uh, they did some big damage against the bullpen in both games. Right, yeah. Uh, Brian Shaw didn't look as sharp. Uh, I, You know, I got to say, the, the strike zone in the first game uh, was maybe a little questionable. There were uh, a lot of missed obvious strikes and, you know, then the ones that are close that, that weren't given. And you would think in a, in a situation that they were in after a rain delay with a, a two, two seven inning games that the umpires would want to call strikes, but it was, uh, you know, a, a bit of a rough go, not trying to make excuses for the way the Indians pitched. Uh, Cal Quantrill in the first game, uh, again, we're seeing the these, these struggles early um, and just not being able to settle in and, and get through the order more than one time. And, and then in the second game, Logan Allen, uh, just uh, again, it's the, it looked like the Logan Allen that was up here uh, in, in April and early May. Yeah. Uh, you know, Quantrill has been uh, hit hard the last two times out. Um, you know, he gave up eight hits last night, six hits the previous start against uh, the twins 10, 10 earned runs in, in uh, you know, seven and two third innings. Um, and he just, uh, you know, I don't know, Joe, I, I you know, I think, uh, I think the stuff is there. The, uh, the, the velocity is there, but, you know, he's just having a tough time making the tr- that transition from uh, bullpen to uh, the rotation. And, you know, uh, Terry Francona was saying uh, last night, he gets the two strikes and, and can't put guys away. 
And do you think Quantrill is, is answering the questions about whether he's a bullpen guy or a starter? I, I mean, I, we know he wants to be a starter. We know he's got maybe the stuff to be a starter, but he's his best performances this year have come in relief roles. And it, it, I mean, the, the numbers here don't lie. Yeah. You know, pit, you know, players answer the questions about themselves, you know, by themselves. And uh, you know, I, I, and this is a tough spot, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, you're, you're asking guys that have been in, in the bullpen for, you know, most of the season to try to make that transition to starters and you're not stretched out. You want to be careful. You know, you just don't know how many innings you're going to get from guys and, and uh, you know, the coaching staff doesn't want to press them. So it, it, it's, it's really, a, you know, kind of a, you know, a, an awkward position for a guy like Quantrill. But, you know, as he said, you know, this is how you win jobs. This is how, you, you know, you establish yourself one way or the other. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still going to get some chances here, I think. So he's got, he's got some more opportunities. Yeah, it, by necessity, he's going to get more chances in the, the rotation. Uh, you know, sort of settles in at least through the all-star break. Uh, it, they have J.C. Mejia going against Houston uh, tonight. And then, you know, after that, it sort of settles back into, uh, you know, at least some sort of regular pattern. Uh, it was the bullpen that sort of surprisingly gave it up last night. Uh, like we said, uh, Nick Sandlin uh, didn't look very sharp uh, as well. Uh, Emmanuel Classe gets touched up for uh, a few runs, which is unusual. Uh, just, you know, is it is the the wear and tear finally starting to show on this group? Yeah, you know, I think it it is. I think they also, uh, you know, those guys, uh, uh, Classe and and Karen Check. Uh, Karen Check didn't give up a run, but he got Miguel Miguel Cabrera knocked him out of his rear end with with a comebacker to the mound. But I think those guys, you know, they needed to work. And you know, as we've seen, you know, those uh, those high leverage uh, pitchers when the, when the score is out of hand, they're, they're kind of different pitchers sometimes. I yeah, think maybe, maybe the focus what, isn't there. Yeah, and I think that's what we saw from uh, Class A too. And you know, the, the error by Chang didn't help to start that inning and uh, that put him in a hole, but it, it's so weird to see him get hit, you know, right. he's not getting hit by Miguel Cabrera. He's getting hit by the bottom of the order, you know, and, and that, that, that was because, you know, I'm still, I'm sure he's the velocity is still there, but he, know, he was one one on the gun. I mean, some of those pitches were, 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 were pretty impressive, but uh, yeah, when the, uh, when Zach short is, is taking you deep uh, off the wall, that's that's an issue. Uh, bright spots for the Indians. Uh, Bobby Bradley in the first game uh, hits a home run in, in his first at bat and then comes back. And it wasn't a glitch in the matrix. It was the exact same home run. Uh, different pitch. I think he hit a, a, a fastball. He might have hit a changeup first for home run and then a fastball second. But two home runs in a game, first time in his career. Eight home runs since June 5th when he was called up. Uh, Bobby Bradley is the shot in the arm that this offense needed uh, and, and was looking for in maybe the first two months of the season. Uh, they had him all along. He just didn't know it. Uh, now Bobby Bradley looks like he belongs in, uh, in the middle of that Indians lineup. Yeah, definitely, Joe. He's, you know, he's a typical, he looks like he's going to be a typical, uh, you know, power hitter, kind of, you know, he'll have some, some cold spells, and, but when he gets hot, he can carry you. Um, and 
the, the thing that impressed me, Joe, is that both home runs, he went to left field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first one was 430 feet. The second one was, like you said, the, the same trajectory, but it went like 403 feet. But they both reached the bleachers. And it reminded me of Tommy, Jim Tommy's power. I mean, I'm, I'm not comparing the two players, but, you know, left-handed, big left-handed hitting power hitters. You could see Tommy could go that way. He had that kind of power. And obviously Bradley does. He's not strictly a dead pull guy anymore. And I think, you know, two years ago when he first came up, we, that's what we, that's what you were kind of worried about. You know, is this guy going to you know strike out 150 times and, and just, you know, keep pulling the ball to right field. But, uh, you know, very impressive. I, I mean, this guy has, has really kind of, I think he's established himself. He's really on the verge of, you know, becoming a, a middle of the order hitter for this team. And, and a regular guy that I think, you know, not just, uh, you know, fans, but, but Terry Francona and the coaching staff can, can sort of rely on, uh, you know, sort of the way that, that Josh Naylor had, had been sort of working towards uh, throughout the whole first part of the season. Uh, you know, he looked like a, just a regular piece for them. Well, now Bobby Bradley sort of is, is starting, is on that same trajectory, I think. Uh, yeah, he talked a lot about uh, that sort of going the opposite way, using his opposite field power, and not trying to do too much and just getting his hands in there and putting a good swing on the ball as opposed to, you know, trying to drive it. And with his with his power, his just his raw power, the ball jumps out anyway. So uh, that you're right. Jim Tomey built a, a Hall of Fame foundation early in his career by being able to drive the ball that way. And you know that he's going good and seeing the ball well when he's doing that. So, uh, yeah, Bobby Bradley home runs to left field. We'll take as many of them as we can we can get, I think, uh, in, in the next couple of months here. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I think, uh, is, is indestructible. Uh, this is a guy who he homered in the, uh, the first inning of the first game. And then later on in that game, came back and fouled the ball off his own face, which sounds kind of funny to say, but I, I mean, if you saw the video, you know, it, it, it was just an unusual sort of swing and an unusual pitch and a circumstance, but fouls the ball off his own face, stays in the game, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't reach base after that, uh, comes out, plays defense, but uh, in between, he goes to Lutheran Hospital to get a scan to make sure everything is okay. And then he's back in the dugout and actually wanted to go in for a party game too. Yeah. Just, uh, he's like, we should put him in a tough man contest. I'd like to see how, how Jose is do. I mean, I mean, that was really scary. I mean, uh, uh, he hits, he fouls the ball off his face. He goes down to his knees and he's, you know, he's, you could tell he was hurt. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they checked him out. The trainers checked him out. Uh, he, he, you know, he stands up, he, he, you know, the, the crowd got into it after, you know, they knew he was staying into the game. They were chanting Jose, 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 he grounds out, but still, I mean, it, it, you know, very, and then he comes out and plays defense. And then finally, I think uh, Miller came in and replaced him later in the game and he went to get checked out. And then he comes back in uh, for the second game, he wants to pinch hit. And I think Tito was going to pinch hit for him with him in the uh, fourth inning if they had got to uh, the bottom, if they got to a huge Chang spot in the lineup because they had two guys on, but uh, Rivera struck out and that was, you know, so that, that was the last spot they were going to use him in. But, you know, he said he wanted to go, he, he was ready. So, you know, he, I mean, that's, 
you know, if you're looking for some inspiration as a team and in kind of a, a tough spot, this that that was it, I think. If if he had homered to finish that at bat, uh, you know, that would have been instant legend stuff, but uh, wasn't the case, uh, wasn't the way it worked out for the Indians last night. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right, we're going to jump. Uh, I guess it's time to jump into the medical report. Uh, we've we've got a lot of injuries to talk about and updates on guys uh, where they are in their rehabs. Uh, leading off with uh, the news on Josh Naylor and the results from his cons- consultation with uh, Dr. Berkowitz and what's going to happen to him uh, tomorrow. Josh Naylor is scheduled for surgery on his broken right uh, ankle, fibula, and torn ligaments. We found out that he has multiple fractures in his uh, right fibula and also ligament damage uh, sustained when his uh, foot basically was pinned under his body, uh, landing on it with the full weight uh, of his body in Minnesota, uh, free collision with Ernie Clement. Uh, Just the prognosis now for Josh Naylor when you hear multiple fibula fractures and ligament damage, uh, probably uh, a, a long and painful recovery for, for Josh. Yeah, just uh, a devastating injury and, and the uh, prognosis sounds, sounds very, very serious, Joe. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, uh, you know how, how long this will take, but when, when you have multiple fractures of the, of the fibula, you have torn ligaments in the ankle, I mean, what do you know? That's that's like it sounds like he was in a car wreck. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what the kind of injury it sounds like, and um, just uh, hope for the best. Uh, I think this is you know obviously like you said. I think it's going to be a long recovery for for uh, Josh, and uh, hopefully he can make it back. We we can you know get some kind of you know we'll, we'll see when he comes out of the surgery. You know what the prognosis is, what the timetable is, but just this sounds like it's going to maybe spring training next year, maybe, maybe mid season next year. That's just, 
you know, me talking talking off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. He's he's going to have a lot of hardware in there with plates and screws and all sorts of things like that. So we'll uh, we'll we'll hope for the best for Josh Naylor moving forward. Uh, also hoping for the best for Shane Bieber. He was uh, examined by uh, doctors and had a, a scan. Uh, the scan came back, I guess, uh, I guess positive. It was a pretty good scan. And, and he's still not at the point yet where he's ready to pick up a baseball and start throwing, which, you know, leads us to believe that the timetable for his return, a potential return, is, is got to be pushed pretty late, you know, even past the all-star break, maybe actually even into late July or August. Yeah, I would think so, Joe. I mean, his last start was July 13th. He hasn't picked up a baseball since then. He still won't start throwing, you know, for a week to two weeks, you know, after, you know, that's what uh, Francona speculated yesterday. Um, and, um, you know, so, okay, you play catch, you play long toss, you know, you, you throw bullpens. How many bullpens has Plesak thrown? Four, five, six. You know, then you go out and, you, you know, you make, I mean, <laughs> you know, you've got to make at least two, three, four rehab starts, I would think. And Yeah, uh, I, would say, so, I would say at least a couple of rehab starts yeah. for sure. And so, you know, you, you've got, I think we're talking August here, mid-August at, 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 at the, you know, the, at the, you know, at the upper end of this, I mean, at the, the most positive side of it. Right. And that's if there are no setbacks and if there is no, you know, swelling or inflammation when you're, you're making this progress. So uh, yeah, it could be uh, quite a while for, for Shane Bieber to come back. Uh, let's talk about the guys who, who are close to coming back. Uh, you mentioned Zach Plesak. He made a start the other night in Akron. Uh, you know, they played around the raindrops and, and he pitched two innings, gave up three runs. Uh, but there was a there was an error in there. I uh, gave up a couple of hits. It, you know, he, he threw the ball. It, from all accounts, he sounded like he, he felt pretty good. Uh, struck out a couple. Um, Zach Plesac could be uh, you know getting ready at least to be be getting close. Maybe we're thinking uh, you know sometime right after the All Star break. Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, prognosis there, Joe. I think uh, you know he's got to make. You know, it's got to get stretched out to at least five innings, right? You got to, you know, in your rehab, you got to go five innings, ninety to hundred pitches, so you know, you know, you you that's what you're able to do in a big league game. So he's got what he went two one two one and two thirds two innings against Akron, and so, um, you know, you, you know, I know Tito was impressed. He was hitting ninety five to ninety six miles an hour in in the first inning, um, and I think you know we'll see him probably go out on another start here sometime early next week, I would think, you know, what, what he pitched Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Monday or Sunday or Monday, he'll, he'll pitch somewhere. Yeah. They don't, uh, the minors don't play on Monday. So if he doesn't oh, yeah. play, if he doesn't pitch Sunday, he'll probably pitch, you know, Tuesday again, uh, depending. And it, it, that could be for Akron or Columbus, depending on which team is, is home and, and, and close. Uh, the, Recovery for Roberto Perez uh, continues. He got a bit of a scare yesterday as he went down to, to block a pitch in the dirt and the ball hit him in the hand, uh, kind of scared him a little bit. They removed him from the game as a precaution, but you know, that's, uh, it's still, it's sort of uh, two steps forward, one step back when, uh, when Perez has to come out of a rehab start. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, Terry Francona talked about that last night said it, it scared uh, 
Perez more than anything, but they, you know, they listed it as a hand contusion on his right hand. So we'll see if he's, if he's catching again today, because I mean, he was on the 60 day DL, but he's eligible to come back July 3rd. So that's this weekend. So right. I, I would think they might give him a day to sort of recover from that bruise and then have him catch back to back days, uh, heading towards the weekend before activating him, uh, maybe Sunday or, or possibly Monday. It, it, it all depends, you know, where, when they head to Tampa for, uh, the series against the, 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 the race. Uh, in that game, uh, Framil Reyes also hit a home run. Uh, they want to give him as many at-bats as they can. They said they're not going to rush Framil's rehab. So Framil looking for, uh, you know, a few more at-bats before maybe getting activated on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's hit a home run in Columbus and a home run in uh, Akron. Uh, usually guys, when they're under rehab, they don't do, you know, <laughs> Guys just want to get the rehab over with and uh, they go, you know, they go 0 for 15, 0 for 20, you know, no one's really concerned, but it looks like Reyes really wants to get back here. He's, mm-hmm. he's really trying to send a message to the Indians that he's ready and uh, hopefully he just takes it slow. They give, they give him as many at bats as, you know, the trainers think he needs and he gets back in there and, you know, that's going to be a pretty good lineup. You know, I mean, it, it'd be great with, with Bobby Bradley and him in that middle of that lineup. Right. Yeah. Excited to see what, what that, ha- what happens with, with Bradley, you know, backing up Framo Reyes too, in, in that order. Uh, all right. The Astros in town uh, to open a four game weekend series. Hopefully we play four games this weekend. <laughs> with the, if the, if the weather uh, sort of works out, uh, you know, the Astros come in, one of the best records in the American League. They had been pretty hot. They cooled off uh, in against Detroit, and and then they went and played Baltimore. What's uh, you know what are we looking for tonight when uh, the Astros open a, a four game series at Progressive Field? Yeah, you know what I'm looking forward to, Joe, is to see how uh, J.C. Mejia, you know, continue, if he can, you know, kind of build off that start he had against the Twins that six inning no decision uh, start, but it was, you know, quality start, gave up one run, best start of his career. And let's see how he, you know, he moves forward against really a a veteran lineup, you know, a good hitting solid playoff tested lineup. This is going to be a good test for him. All right. We'll look forward to it tonight uh, and, and get a a full report tomorrow on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Tony's and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Joe.